Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We certainly are not starting from scratch. We're starting from scratch. That was Vice President Kamala Harris making false claims about the administration. The actual plan of getting the vaccine doses into people's arms was really rather vague. It was not a well-coordinated plan. I know there are idiots on other cable news channels that will, will say, well... You know, this mom and pop store was vandalized during the summer riots, and that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No, no, actually, no, no jackass, it's not. <laughs> I'm not going to confuse a taco stand with the United States Capitol. Isn't it Taco Tuesday today? I guess it is. My goodness, that's right. <laughs> if somebody destroyed your taco stand, damn it, you have plenty of means to rebuild it and reconstitute it and make yourself whole again. We can't fix a Capitol building, which, by the way, wasn't destroyed. You it know? wasn't destroyed, and it belongs to us, by the way. Right. It belongs to us, and it's something that um, can be rebuilt uh, very mm-hmm. quickly. In somebody's private taco stand is something that would uh, that their livelihood probably deserve, uh, depends upon. So Joe Scarborough being a complete and total jerk there. Can you imagine that? Not your taco stand. My God, what does he think of everybody in that neighborhood? <laughs> if you have a taco stand, you are busting your rear end for a living. Your taco stand is not as important as the United States. He should be. He, he could just as easily make Teslas instead of tacos. Jesus Christ. You should try and be people like me. That said, right. The taco stand guy is not somebody like me. That's his problem. That's his problem. Uh, he should have been somebody like Joe Scarborough. Unbelievable. His tone is just rage inducing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And you also, know, people complain about the mom and pop shops, but some taco stand, like, excuse me, I just, that made my blood. Also, boil also, not for nothing, but who are generally their purveyors of tacos at taco stands? Uh, yeah, I would say like BIPOCs are. Yes, I was going to say Latinx. <laughs> 
So there you go. That's Joe Scarborough just being a, a total a-hole. Now, I have to disclose something to you, Alice. Okay. I had a personal... What's wrong there? Something happening? No, I'm just shifting your camera. I had a personal... I had a personal interaction <laughs> with Joe Scarborough. Doing? I want you to have to keep shifting. Okay. Um, <laughs> a few years ago in 2015 when he came up to New Hampshire... And he could not have been a nicer guy. So I hate to say that he's probably not a total jerk, but he's obviously an arrogant... Um, he had a jerk moment there. Yes, he had. As he would say he had a jackass moment. Yeah. And mess with a taco stand. Taco stands are holy relics in this country. We love taco stands. Of course. And Especially good to- on Taco Tuesday. Right, on Taco Tuesday. And also, let's get the push going here. Um, you guys listening to the Burn Barrel podcast, can we have names for the Burn Barrel podcast? They're the... Jerry Callahan, who I'll be on tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. again, twice in a week. It's funny when the sports dry up, he has to come back to Fat Boy again and again on his bended knee. Mm-hmm. Well, I accepted it again and again, shamelessly, <laughs> in seconds. Um, so um, so Jerry Callahan has a Califans. Kirk Minahan has minifans. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> what are our fans? Don't say just a few fans. That's not funny. I don't want any hateful DMs and uh, or to be exposed. What are our burn barrel people? Barrelers? Burn barrelers? Burners? No, burners. No, I think it's something entirely different. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna have to. We'll have to solicit. If you guys can think of something that's cool that we can call you, um, burn barrel. I'll have to. I'll think of it too. I'll think of it too. Um, so <laughs> I don't. know. You know what's the funny thing is. Is that maybe I've given Dr. Anthony Fauci a bad rap here. Because he seems to be just as... He's actually a perfect bureaucrat. Mm -hmm. And he's a perfect lifer as a bureaucrat. Yeah. Because he can fit in with a group of incompetence (laughs) seamlessly. Any political party, doesn't matter. Democrats, Republicans. If you have a bunch of circling, whirling in the wind, clueless, vacuous bureaucrats, he has a place right in the middle of that table. He is Mm -hmm. good to go. This guy can hit the ground running. And he is just as crazy and as disjointed as the Trump reaction to the public communications were with the coronavirus, with him musing there and throwing things Mm -hmm. out about about, uh, using... Uh, sunlight in your lungs and whatever, the, and uh, this the hydrochloroquine which he fell in love with, whatever. As unhinged and a little odd was that was, uh, uh, Joe Fauci fits right in with this administration's so fierce and distorted, deluded, demented messaging, mm-hmm. and he goes right, right for it. He doesn't matter. He is willing to. He will say whatever you need to say. Is it public health? Uh, Crisis to be outside yelling and singing and screaming right next to each other? Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. See, that easy for Fauci. He is happy to turn on a dime. You know, the masks are good. The masks are good. The masks aren't good. The masks aren't good. I'll say whatever you want me to say. As long as you put a camera in front of me, you to wind me up, I will say anything you want me to say. So, you remember uh, about three weeks ago now, Fauci was asked about the 
Trump administration's preparedness for the coronavirus. Is the Biden administration starting from scratch with the vaccine distribution effort, or are you picking up where the Trump administration left off? No, I mean, um, we certainly are not starting from scratch because there is activity going on in the distribution. But if you look at the plan that the president has put forth about the things that he is going to do, namely get community vaccine centers up, get pharmacies more involved, where appropriate. This is the too cute by half threading of the needle by Fauci to Mm -hmm. make sure that he doesn't slam himself by saying that the last team sucked. And at the same time, he can caress and massage the shoulders of Joe Biden. Be it get the Defense Production Act involved, not only perhaps with getting more vaccine, but even the things you need to get a good vaccine program. For example, needles and syringes that might be more useful in that. So it's taking what's going on, but amplifying. This is nothingness. Yeah. We can get the defensive production good before, but it will be better, and it's yes. not from scratch. But we are going to improve, and perhaps use the, the Defense Production Act, the the mm-hmm. act that we determined last time around that we didn't that need Trump to. Trump was using all the time, right? By well, the but way. they also didn't need to use a wide scale because we had bribed all the companies to do what we wanted to. Right. You use it as a cudgel, you know. Use the yeah. threat of it. Say, okay, we'd really like you to turn around, and instead of making thermometers, we'd like you to make syringes. And then if you, they don't, then right. you, and you say, and you don't have to, but if you don't, we're going to make you. Right. And it's, you know, it's a <clears throat> carrot and stick thing. Operation right. Warp Speed is the carrot. And, you know, like we promise we'll buy millions and millions of vaccines from you if you make right. them. And then, you know, this is the stick. Like if you don't make the stuff to get these out faster, then we're going to make you do it. So, but it, and that the combination has worked, you know. Yeah, like we no. have vaccines that are coming out more than a lot of countries. So. Yes, we're way ahead of where we were supposed to be. It in a big way. President Biden said that what was left was abysmal, essentially. I mean, is there anything actionable that you are taking from the previous administration? He was in it. It's so funny the way they say that. <laughs> he was in the previous one and the previous one. Or is there a chance? The yes, you're right. One. You're right. He was in it every previous administration since Reagan. He was there, okay? And it's so funny. It's like, is there anything that you could glean from what the last group did? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah, I happened to be eavesdropping uh, during the last one. And well, is that delaying your efforts to get the vaccine? I mean, that's the question. No, I mean, we're, we're, we're coming in with fresh ideas, but also some ideas that were not bad ideas with the, with the, with the previous administration. Yes, yeah, so Dr. Fauci had mentioned, <laughs> as a matter of fact. You can't say it was absolutely not usable at all. So we are continuing, but you're going to see a real ramping up of it. So, but this is... That was three weeks ago. That was three weeks ago, okay. And then over the weekend, Kamala Harris uh, gave them both barrels. What I explained to the mayors, um, there was no stockpile, right? It's in many ways... No stockpile of... Of vaccines, right? So we're looking at this. There was no national strategy or plan for vaccinations we were leaving it to the states and local leaders to try and figure it out and so in many ways we are come we're starting from scratch on something that's been raging for what i explained to the mayor so there you go that's good enough yeah i mean so all of her points are insane she is weird like they're just, she's lazy she's not studied any yeah, of this stuff so, she but, wouldn't say stockpile and vaccine in the same sentence if she did 
Right. I mean, the stockpile issue, what happened was there was a miscommunication with the Trump administration, but there wasn't like some malfeasance. It was just that initially when they started rolling out, they were setting aside um, because you need two shots. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were setting aside half the shots and not sending them out to the states and saying we're going to hold these ones back for the people that were vaccinating their second dose. Right. And then. um There was some discussion amongst the scientific community and the CDC, and they kind of said, like, look, you know, there's a lot of immunity, not 95 percent, but like 70 percent conferred by one shot. So and we don't have a guarantee that those people are going to come back and get their second shot. Like only, you know, 80 percent of them are. You'll always miss some people who forget or whatever. Right. And, And plus, in addition to that, It's looking like the companies are going to be fine with how much vaccine they're making. So we'll have plenty to give everyone their second shot. So they they changed their recommendation and said, so we're not going to hold back half the doses and save them for later. We're going to get as many doses into as many people now. And we're just going to expect and hope that Moderna and Pfizer are going to keep up with production enough so that everybody can get their second dose. So there was like a change in determination that was made like in mid-January roughly. Um, The issue was the communication because the Trump administration, you know, decided to start distributing that half that they had held back. And then and then they announced it afterwards. They said, we're going to do this. So the states were thinking there was more coming than there was because the Trump administration had already started distributing it before they explained what they were doing so they were thinking there was more coming but there weren't it was just the initial held back ones do you see what i'm saying right, but right of course there, there's never it's not like something happened to the stockpile right. there's the stockpile was given to the states it's the same thing like with where they were saying remember when they were saying there were 20 million missing doses of vaccine do you remember that talking point from a couple weeks ago? Oh, we're missing 20 million doses and all these psychotic people on Twitter were speculating that Jared Kushner sold them to Israel because that's completely sane and whatever. But um, so they were there were the 20 million missing doses. All that was was that was just somebody decided to subtract the difference between the number of doses that had been given to the states and the number of doses that had been administered to people. So they were like, what happened to these other 20 million? They just haven't been given out yet. They're sitting in community health centers in Massachusetts waiting for the equitable participants to show up or whatever. They're not like missing. They're just not, you know, they right. just they haven't, haven't been distributed given- locally. Right. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. So the Biden administration is going, we're trying to figure out what happened to these missing doses. And all the like left wing resistance people are freaking out that Trump lost 20 million doses of vaccine. But they're not lost. They just got sent to the states. So, well, yeah, and I mean, also, it's, all- it's a lot of CYA because a lot of states yeah. have been doing uh, the vaccination distribution in the spirit of equity. Yeah. But all the, I mean, all the doses got sent out to the states. They're all getting used. You know, it's not, there's not some conspiracy. There's not some. It's huge- pretty standard. Yeah. politics as well that you would come in and say that oh you know it's much worse than we thought so that way when everybody is va- vaccinated it's a bigger celebration but and then more fundraising for biden to and be it's fair, going to be a midterm election to be fair a month before the vaccine came out kamala harris was saying there was going to be absolutely no vaccine and that was ridiculous that trump would say that and he was um just you know rushing it and it wasn't safe and she didn't trust him and wasn't right. going to take it if there was one yeah she so, was an anti-vaxxer on the ground floor so uh you know, the fact that now they're criticizing and their goal, oh, we want 100 million do- doses in the first 100 days. Uh, Trump was already at 
that level, by the time Biden took office, we were already having days where we were distributing a more than a million vaccine doses a day. And I would expect that to go up over time. You know, this isn't Trump was already meeting the Biden administration goal by the time Biden took office after being told by them for months and months that it couldn't be done at all, that there was going to be no vaccine whatsoever. So the idea that now they're going to come in and say he didn't distribute them fast enough, like when they were saying that it wasn't possible for him to do anything at all, and then he's meeting their goal before they even get in there. It's just it's so ridiculously cynical that anybody would believe this like I can't I can't believe the media doesn't push back on this like what happened Kamala to saying that there was no way to have a safe vaccine by December right well the media was saying it too they were saying that he was dreaming being uh, in Mm -hmm. just doing it for the election and being into you know they're all guilty in this so uh, this was talked about like Kamala Harris is calling this whole thing uh, from starting from scratch was talked about on Fox Business with Marita 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 Maria Bartiromo who had Larry Kudlow on, who worked in the Trump White House, of course. And Kudlow's mic apparently was hot, or he was just really loud next to her, because as she went through and played the Kamala audio, he can be heard giving his opinion of Kamala's uh, assessment. Questions over the probe into the origins of this global pandemic. Plus this. In many ways, we're starting from scratch on something that's been raging for almost an entire year. That was Vice President Kamala Harris making false claims about the administration's... That's four bull bleeps from Larry Kudlow (laughs) on the uh, mic in the background, or the hot mic. I miss Larry Kudlow. I like him. so pure. That is so pure. It's just raw emotion. (laughs) Uh, You're right. It is. But now, by the way, so Anthony Fauci has um, recalibrated a little bit. On the issue of whether there was a plan in place before the Biden administration took over, uh, Kamala Harris, she spoke, uh, the vice president, of course, spoke to uh, HBO Axios over the weekend, and she said, she, she used this phrase again, we're starting from scratch. And I wonder if you agree with that, that the vaccination plan come January 20th of this year, uh, that you were starting from the beginning there, or there was something in place that just needed improvements. What I think the vice president is referring to is that the actual plan of getting the vaccine doses into people's arms was really rather vague. I mean, it was not a well-coordinated plan. Getting the vaccines made, getting them shipped through Operation Warp Speed was okay. But I believe what the vice president is referring to is what is the process of actually getting these doses into people. That's something that we had to get much better organized now with getting the community vaccine centers, getting the pharmacies involved, getting mobile units involved. So that's what I I believe she was referring to. Right. That'll do anyway, Anthony. So once again, a careful mixture of cover for the White House and Mm -hmm. cover for his uh, arse there. From Dr. Anthony Fauci. I'm used to it. I don't have no. I have no faith in in Fauci. Haven't had for some time, but um, but that is that. Jen Psaki answers the question. The president yourself have frequently cited what you describe as the failures or the shortcomings of the Trump administration as it relates to their response to COVID. We're now nearly a month into this administration. Does the Biden administration now own the coronavirus response? Well, certainly the president of the United States owns the the response to the COVID pandemic. That's why he is focused on it every single day. However, it's important for the American people to know what we inherited. 
uh, when the president came into office and what inherited is back. Uh, that said, you know what? I, I, I retract that because although Obama was the king of inherited <laughs> to the point where we used to make just endless loops of him saying, what I inherited, I inherited, I inherited, I inherited, I inherited. Again and again, Trump was an inherited guy, too. Obama and Trump were very similar in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. He inherited was um, not enough supply, not enough vaccinators, not enough places. Like you were saying, they expected to inherit no vaccines. Right. So they inherited many thousands percent more than they thought they were going to inherit. Right. And not to mention, like, these new ones that Biden just bought, he didn't do something new. He exercised clauses that were in contracts that Trump negotiated. You're saying he the, inherited those contracts? I'm saying he inherited the vaccine contracts, yes. For uh, vaccinations to happen, um, communities had been left to fend for themselves. And so that's what he's been focused on and working on. Uh, but certainly, if he were standing here, he would say that's why it's the issue he wakes up every morning and is focused on, because addressing it is what's on the minds of the American people. And he's the president. It's his responsibility to focus on it. Well, that's right. So communities were fending for themselves, much like the communities were fending to, for themselves in the summer when they were allowed to be fully involved in flames um, by uh, angry rioters. But uh, we're told by our media betters that there is no no comparison between what happened in the Capitol, that violence in the weeks, months long violence that happened over the summer and into the fall and still occasionally happens right now. Absolutely. It's two totally different things. Don't conflate the two. I know they're idiots on other cable news channels that will will say, well, you know, this mom and pop store was vandalized during the summer riots. And that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No, no, actually, no, no jackass. It's not. <laughs> The capital of the United States of America is the center of American democracy. And while I am a fierce believer in people's right to defend their private property. Not that fierce, apparently. <laughs> I'm not going to confuse a taco stand with the United States Capitol. I'm not going to confuse the selling of tacos with actually moving through a constitutional process that is laid out in the United States Constitution. Uh, so I also believe that the, it, it, the, the, the it's the legislative center of the United States, the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. It is not a sacred place whatsoever. No. It's a very pretty place and a historic place, although, although the, the complex itself, the buildings around it are just kind of awful inside, and the offices are terrible and drab. Mm -hmm. But... Um, <clears throat> it is not a sacred place whatsoever, the Capitol. No, it is I mean, a place of business and transactions, and most of them um, malevolent, unfortunately. Right. I mean, we have – you and I love U.S. history. We went on mm. our honeymoon to Washington, D.C. That's that's where we are on D.C. as a place. Like, we really like it. But there, you have to have an internal line where you don't worship government and the people who work in government. Actually, there's like almost nothing worse to worship than government. It's really terrible. You know, the it's politics and politicians are like the, the most deranged people and the most ridiculous, messy, terrible process that exists on the earth. I mean, and I guess it, there's that line about democracy that like democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others i mean like i'm not trying to downplay how great the united states is and how well it functions compared to you know lots of places on the earth and in human history 
but but it's not worth your eternal devotion. It's not like special in that way where it's like, you know, you have to hold it in some high esteem. I mean, I hold people's taco stands, I think, in higher esteem than I hold Congress. Like, I, I, I really, I do. I have more respect for the for their standing in society for somebody who's put together the time to run a business mm-hmm. and make food for other people to eat and make that into a lucrative business well, model yeah. than I do for if the cowards in Congress voting on stuff and not in passing I, the buck all the time. The guy like, with the taco stand is a producer, a guy who yeah. is making a good in service a guy who's He's providing people exactly delicious the people tacos. in the capitol building fleece him for all the hard work he does yeah they take and his give money. his money to their buddies or whatever special right. interest that they like so yes you know and we're not minimizing the capital the attack of the capital it was not a good day right Absolutely. but I, I don't understand this whole thing i think that uh you know I'm not for attacking government buildings, obviously, but I think that government buildings are a much more legitimate target for protest than your neighbor's small businesses. Oh, yeah. It seems to me obvious that if you have a problem with the way the United States is run, you want to be protesting and yelling at Congress people, not like the guy next door who happens to have a taco stand. <laughs> like, what did he right. ever do? And to those you? taco stands are people who live in that community and people trying right. to make the community better. And those people were horribly damaged this summer. And for for in the name of our racial reckoning or whatever, right. to be scoffing at the damage to Hope these you had insurance taco right. stand people. Right. So there's my guy, Joe Scarborough. By the way. What happened to hard tacos? Where are they? Why? I mean, you can get them at home, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it, it used to be that the hard taco was the main taco in mm-hmm. the country. And now it's very tough to find them. Very is tough it to find. like not authentic, hard tacos? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not authentic. It probably is not authentic. Although I don't know. Yeah. I mean, is a tortilla chip authentic? I don't know about that either. I don't know. We either. need the hard taco to make a comeback. There was a place, Alice, many years ago. Actually, maybe you've been there. A fine dining restaurant, although you had to go in a very dangerous neighborhood. But you remember in the 80s, there were almost no tacos up here. Mm -hmm. No, there was a place called Chi-Chi's on Route 1 in Danvers. Like the salsa? Exactly. There was a restaurant that was around. And then there was... A place in a very dangerous neighborhood, a neighborhood more dangerous than uh, Compton, than Watts, than Newark, New Jersey, than all the most dangerous neighborhoods in the country. A place called Woburn, Massachusetts, Alice. <laughs> and in Woburn, Massachusetts, unfortunately, you'd have to go to Woburn for this. And I was from Winchester, so okay. we would we would risk our lives to go there. Mm-hmm. There was a place called Bill and Bob's, Alice. I have been to Bill and Bob's in Woburn. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And so, Bill they serve and- roast beef, though I believe. Not yes, tacos. they do. But no, 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 no. They had tacos. Not it when was- I went. Uh, I don't think you're right on those facts. The- I don't they were one they of the few places anymore. that ever had tacos up there. They taste a little different than most tacos. But uh, Bill and Bob's had hard shell tacos. There, it was really, it was wrapped tightly in this metal foil, and then somebody pumped like grease into it. And it was a gorgeous thing. And now I'm hungry thinking about it because that's what my people do. Um, uh, now, uh, the, uh, last... I just had chicken nuggets, by the way. Oh, good. I bought with the... leftover zesty sauce from Burger King that you left in the fridge. Hey, 
that's what you get. You marry a fat <laughs> husband, you're going to have leftover condiments all over oh, the place. I do. Uh, yes. This Isn't is it good? One thing that's an important thing to know about Tom Shattuck is that uh, he does save sauce packets in a drawer in our house. Of course. Of because all I'm types, a including thought- like mayo packets. And the zesty sauces, I happen to know, they were refrigerated and I happen to know they only came into the house like a week ago. So I knew they weren't like scary old. But like you've had frightening mayo packets in this house. Yeah, and especially if you get the mayo packets from Whole Foods mm-hmm. and keep them any time, maybe it's organic, whatever, it pours out like liquid. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is, uh, it might as well just eat it <laughs> so, in the emergency some, room. <laughs> so some sauce packets I'm okay with. Although I don't see the point of like ketchup because we always have ketchup around. But if it's like a good sauce, like a zesty sauce, then I, I can get behind So, I, you know, I used to work with Howie Carr. Mm-hmm. Howie uh, used to take the ketchup ketchup packets and squeeze them into the ketchup bottle <laughs> which i respect absolutely <laughs> but then how do you know how old the ketchup is in the bottom the stuff at the bottom is decades old <laughs> I, I'm, eat from the top <laughs> you're one of those people and don't have hot dogs at howie's house <laughs> um so uh so visiting this stuff this a lot of the stuff comes on the heels of mm-hmm. uh lindsey graham Equating the two things, the the riots, and it's an old conversation. But yeah, he pointed out that Kamala was posting bail funds. Right, so that's what we're going to right now. Don Lemon had, and it's I haven't had a a a dose of Don Lemon stupid in a while, (laughs) Um, so I miss it. So this is Don Lemon elucidating uh, on the subject like only he can. Graham insists anything Trump said leading up to the deadly insurrection is what Graham calls, and I quote here. Politically protected speech. I'm glad he let us know that he was quoting there. Yeah. The Graham calls, and I quote here: "We wouldn't want politically anyone... protected speech. You could also just say politically protected speech, and we could infer right. that Graham." I mean, saying, yeah, but he doesn't want. And anyone, I quote: here. "He doesn't want anyone to think that he thinks Trump's speech is politically protected by the right. First Amendment. He wouldn't want us to get confused and think that that's his interpretation." No. Tell that to the family of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Oh, my goodness. Well, wow, can we tell something to the family of David Dorn, who was killed also in St. Louis during the riots that uh, John Lemon was thrilled with? What other families can we tell things to when their riots uh, result in the death of innocence? As far as I know, and I'm not trying to make excuses for the Capitol riots, but I don't think we know that Brian Sicknick's death was related to the riots yet. We don't know anything about that. It's very I mean, it could be, and I mm-hmm. think that... You know that should be investigated, and we should know the truth of what happened. And if people are, if there, if people's actions were directly responsible for his death, they should absolutely be held to account. Yeah. But uh, from the most recent information I've heard is that he had a stroke more than twenty four hours later. So I don't know uh, whether that was caused by the riots or not. It's very odd. The whole thing is very odd. This is life after defending lawmakers and our democracy. Well, yesterday on state TV news. Grand. So here's another thing. I don't think Don Lemon knows how that's supposed to be used. <laughs> it's well, not state TV news because the state is run by Democrats now. Right. So state TV news is CNN and Don Lemon. <laughs> right. And it's silly. It's so silly anyway because Fox News kicks complete butt of all the other stations in the free market. If anybody doesn't need to be propped up by the state, it's Fox News. 
Well, right. And but, not mean, only that, also, but the joke is, of course, that Fox right. News was just a puppet for, for right. Donald Trump. They were calling it, yeah, I know. Right. The, and that's the, the, the state, of the state-run media. State but TV. there is, and the, the, another point is, there is actually state-run media yeah. that exists in public broadcasting. And they were left-wing even when Trump was president. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Continue to be. And they get state-run fund money. that Half of it mm-hmm. came in the stimulus last year. Not only defended the former president claiming the trial was unconstitutional, he threatened someone else with impeachment. We've opened Pandora's box to future presidents, and if you use this model, I don't know how Kamala Harris doesn't get impeached if the Republicans take over the House, because she actually bailed out rioters, and one of the rioters went back to the streets and broke somebody's head open. So we've opened Pandora's box here. So... So what time? Lindsay is reaching, right? Now, if you're wondering what all this Pandora's box talk is about, this is a story. After the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis last spring, thousands of people, including Black Lives Matter supporters, took to the streets. Kamala Harris tweeted support for donations to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. which They, and I quote, took to the streets. Is that what happened? Is that what happened to the taco stands? That people took to the streets and the taco stands instantly, instantaneously combusted? Took to the streets. Tell people post bail if they were arrested while protesting. So, That's How not- many people get arrested while protesting? <laughs> you know, you there with that sign, sorry, you're under arrest. You know, I, I think when protesting takes the form of throwing a brick at a cop's head, that's when you get arrested. Well, right. Or other things, because most of these bail funds existed well before the protests and were not set up to bail out protesters. These bail funds were set up to bail out everybody because they disagree with bail as a concept. You know, they believe that that it's wrong for, you know, people who can pay to not have to sit in jail while they wait for trial and people who can't pay or um, that they have to sit in jail, you know, that that's not fair. So they just bail out everybody. And I mean, I, I don't know the particular one, the Minnesota one, I think, is the one she tweeted, you know, who else they bailed out after that. But I can assure you it was not all protesters because I know the Massachusetts one, it was a huge scandal because they were awash in money after the protests and they bailed out all kinds of people. They right. bailed out a sex offender in the last town we lived in and every all the people who had donated to the bail fund because they're all good progressives who all supported Black Lives Matter donated to the bail fund like they were told to do they they got the sex offender put right back in their neighborhood when the bail fund put up thirty thousand dollars bail for him to get him back out there it's uh you know it that the bail funds are you know maybe that's your issue and maybe you think bail in general is wrong but that's what it's for it's not like oh in the mean repressive authoritarian country where they arrest people just for free speech it lets people post bail but just for nice things like that like it we're not arresting people just for free speech in this country. We, we're arresting them for bad things that they do. And if you want bail posted for people who do bad stuff in your community because you believe in that on principle, then go ahead and donate to the bail funds. But don't do it because you think it's just going to go to like nice, sweet protesters who... No, none of these rackets go are targeted. <laughs> you kidding me? Well, let's set the record straight. There was no bailing out, right? Kamala Harris tweeted about a fund... To help people post bail. Sounds like she incited people to give to a bail fund to uh, release mm-hmm. people. See, and she, and she incited that action to me. 
which is entirely legal. Nobody's yeah. saying it wasn't legal. Yeah, and not to mention she uh, posted the thing about the bail fund after a weekend in which the mayor of that town was calling the protest the protesters quote unquote terrorists because they were burning down buildings and destroying the community. A Democrat, by the way, was saying these are not people from our community. These are terrorist related groups. These are organized crime related groups. Like we need help. We cannot um, support this. We need to stop the protest because it's giving cover to bad people to do bad stuff in our community. And she's out there tweeting to bail out all the people that they're arresting. Come on, guys, I help love, bail them out. I, if that's not incitement, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Don Lemon, it's free speech to tell people to bail people out. But it's also free speech for Trump to tell people to protest peacefully. Right. And, and she also told people to, they shouldn't stop. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so did Ayanna Presley. Right. We need to have unrest in the streets as long as we have unrest in our lives. Oh, OK. Like, so that's not incitement. So the AOC, yeah. And, and, um, I mean, the best thing it, about Don Lemon is... That he's explaining to us what they mean by Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining to people what they mean because he's never taken this angle or ex- talked about this angle before. Mm-hmm. He's never thought to bring it to his show that the left would be inciting these riots or encouraging them whatsoever. He right. was laser focused on Trump, um, white supremacists, Trump, white supremacists, mm-hmm. cops, all bad, defund police. But you're right. That does show. They just. They've literally never, it's never occurred to them that the standard they create for Trump could then be pointed back at Democrats who do the same thing or worse all the time. No. It, it's legitimately like never crossed their minds because well, just the, look the, at the weird the, rules Alice. that they make up are only meant to apply to people they don't like, not to let people me that fi- they let actually me agree this, with. Let me finish this audio and I want to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Stop it, Lindsay. You guys know better than that. Well, maybe you don't. Donald Trump incited an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. People were killed. Our elected representatives had to run for their lives. Our democracy was in peril. There's no comparison. Enough, though, Lindsey Graham and most of the GOP want to move past the Capitol riot, right? The investigation is far from over. You can fill the Capitol with as many uh, unarmed, antlered guys as you want. The democracy was not in peril. That was not happening. Right. There were not tanks making their way through. This was not a coup. And um, and to suggest that people were running scared and people were running for their lives and people were killed, well, yes, that did happen over the summer. Right. I mean, and this is... Uh like, when you say this about the insurrection, I meant to send you this to get this audio, but I forgot to. Um, Senator Ron Johnson, after the impeachment vote, was um, yesterday on a local radio interview uh, talking about this, about the insurrection thing. And uh, he said that the Capitol riots didn't seem like an armed insurrection to me. Uh, and he said... Uh, this didn't seem like an armed insurrection to me. I mean, armed. When you hear armed, don't you think of firearms? Here's the questions I would have liked to ask. How many firearms were confiscated? How many shots were fired? I'm only aware of one, and I'll defend that law enforcement officer for taking that shot. It was a tragedy, okay, but there was only one. So here you go. The person who was there is saying it wasn't an armed insurrection. You know, and, and I agree. There's there's a lot of um there's a lot of negative words you can use about what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, but this was not this was not an insurrection. If this was an insurrection, they were doing a really bad job because most of them didn't bring 
weapons with them, and uh, they were not right. Like, I mean, well, they didn't seem to know what to do once they got into the Senate. They're, like, they're right. rifling through Ted Cruz's desk at one point. One guy wearing a beaver pelt sits in the chair, and another dude yells at him. I mean, I don't think. That these guys expected to be in the building, you know, right. you assume I you're going to be repelled. These but- were hooligans, and a lot of them probably did intend some form of violence, but this wasn't oh, yeah. like some planned attack to overthrow the government with Trump at its head. You know what I mean? Like this isn't much as some yeah. people would like Trump to have been Julius Caesar and cross the Rubicon. That is not what right. occurred here. So you were just mentioning the left never expecting their own <laughs> arguments and right. their own parameters and discussions to be used and overlaid on their own actions mm-hmm. when it comes to it. But you unearthed today some Red Steez, uh stuff that was yeah. perfect oh, yeah. and a great example of this. You can just describe it if you want. You don't have to find yeah. it. Yeah. So basically um, he has been because lefties during um, – the His name Trump. is Stephen Miller, not the one in the Stephen campaign. Yeah, he's a journalist. He goes by Red Steez on his Twitter handle, and he's a must-follow tweeter. Yeah, he's much he better is. tweeting than he is at anything else. Um, yeah, but his, his tweets are gold. So he's been um, taking a page from the left's book, who spent the last year tweeting about how many people were dying on Trump's watch, and um, and often comparing it to 9-11, like, a 9-11 worth of Americans every day is dying. Like, we can't look away. This is a tragedy unfolding. 9-11 airlines, airplanes are full of Americans would be falling out of the sky. That's how many people are dying of COVID due to Trump. This was happening on the left for the last 12 months. Um, and so he's taken a page from their book and started tweeting similar things about the Biden administration. Um, And he tweeted today, since Joe Biden took office, 79,000 Americans have died from COVID-19. Think about that. That is 26.5911s or six World Trade Centers coming down every single day of Joe Biden's presidency. This is shameful. We cannot look away. So, um, obviously, this is a joke. Making right. fun of people who would say this because it's an insane comparison to make. Right. Um, but a lot of the same people who made the comparison. The same people who inspired him to joke about it in the first place. Uh-huh. Have now called him out for being disgraceful. Right. Low rent bottom feeder in classless for using 9-11 comparisons. They've walked right into the trap. He's gone back and found their tweets doing the same thing. Right. So, for example, Aaron Rupar, who's a big lefty who's always tweeting stuff, had literally tweeted about how many 9-11s of Americans were dying of COVID under Trump. And he was trying to shame Stephen Miller. This tells you a lot about Stephen Miller, like that he was saying this. And then people were tweeting his own screenshot back at him that was the same thing. That was what he was making fun of. It was, it was really incredible how many people really could not understand the point at all no there's was- no introspection there is no self-reflection and it's mostly on the left now it really is it's remarkable i mean they are say- they are yelling at innocent people walking down mm-hmm. the street um uh, you know for being horrible horrible people in their minds because they like trump but they don't see themselves as somebody who's yelling at somebody or they're yelling at women, at right. petite women in stores because they're not wearing masks or they might be Trump fans, whatever, and they're in their faces trying to antagonize mm-hmm. them. 
But they would never consider themselves somebody who would yell at a woman like, no, they would. that wouldn't be me. No, they're good people. I mean, T.J. Right. Ducklow would probably wouldn't consider himself somebody who would yell at a woman. No, he's a really good person. He believes in uh, on, in feminism of some sort. Uh, and uh, yeah, and that's why women have to be respected. Unless, of course, they call out this cancel culture and this... Uh, this this environment of um, you know tattling on each other, informing and scrutinizing your neighbors every few uh, every action, in which case they have to lose their jobs on Star Wars spinoffs, which is of course what happened to um, Gina yeah. Carano, mm-hmm. and now of course Hasbro is canceling production of her Cara Dune Mandalorian action figures. Yeah, you can't make action figures of somebody. Who has ever compared anything to Hitler? That would right. not be okay. So that is gone. She is gone. And the action, any trace of her now must be gone because mm-hmm. she made a non-offensive uh, comparison. Right. Or, as, you know, as offensive as a comparison people right. on the left make 17 times a day. You know, it's, it's, they're completely out of control. They have no, uh, absolutely zero like you said introspection they cannot look at themselves and understand how they look to other people you know they can't they, uh, so that's why they can't understand the joke when Stephen Miller makes fun of them for saying like how many Americans Trump murdered from COVID or whatever like they that when you turn it around on them and make fun of them for it they literally can't understand what the joke is because they can't see themselves that way they cannot imagine themselves that way. And it's funny because I mentioned this before, but like I saw somebody complaining on Twitter and it was one of those things where the page refreshed and it went away. So I'll never find it again who it was or anything. But it was like some blue checkmark person was saying basically like complaining. Remember how we all had to endure those thing pieces about going and talking to Trump voters in Ohio and asking them what they think and why they are like, how come we don't see that about Biden voters? Like why they voted? Like how come we're not seeing think pieces about why people voted for Biden? And the answer, which they can't think of because this would never occur to them in a million years to think this way is that we all already know what they think because they tell it to us all the time in every movie, in every TV show, at every awards show on every cable news show, except for Fox news. Uh, in every newspaper on every I mean it's just it's we know why they wanted us to vote for Biden we heard about it we've heard about what they think about Trump and the whole thing there's not like there's not some mystery what they think the reason you guys went and interviewed a bunch of Trump supporters is because you didn't know anybody and literally couldn't imagine anybody right. who would vote for Trump. So you had to go find out who these strange people yes, were. Yes, these strange voted. Nazis were and you could never come up with any you know that thing was yeah. they were very elusive is Trump Nazis. Dateline Washington, D.C., Alice. First Lady Jill Biden wore a scrunchie while shopping um, for uh, macaroons and such. And, and a black-owned business, I'll oh, have good. you know. Oh, yes, good. Slay queen in your scrunchie. Good. And the people first lady can't get over it. No, we needed. And people are dying over it on Twitter. So part of what I never realized I needed was a flotus in a scrunchie. Yep. Dr. Biden with a scrunchie ponytail buying chocolate is the normal I need from my flotus. The last of the Flotus was just so nasty, right? She was terrible. Not relatable. She was not big into fashion accessories, the last one that you'd ever want to notice, right? <sighs> People are awful. People are so mean. We, Alice and I would just watch the Britney Spears thing. It's like the, the way tre- people treated Britney Spears, they absolutely treated Melania Trump 
from day one. Yeah. It's like just vicious. In you know, you allow these lefties to be the misogynists they always really want to mm-hmm. be, and they will take advantage yeah. in a second. They're all TJ Ducklow. Yeah. Destroy you, stupid yeah. harlot. <laughs> Other news stories uh, about the Bidens, what the Bidens are up to. Well, uh, 9-11's worth of Americans die every day of COVID um, is that uh, celebrating President's Day, Biden got together with his grandchildren and they got him custom made uh, presidential swag, a hat that says Camp David with the presidential seal on it. And then it says pop on the back of the hat. This is from Town like and Corn Pop. This is uh, from Town and Country Mag. Mm hmm. Uh, is reporting on this, um, and then and by a, the way, a flight jacket for Air Force One too, so, as well. And and of course, you know, everybody was just up in arms and in in awe about him playing uh, as Luigi uh, in Mario, Mario Kart, Kart against his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad he's not driving a real car. That's first. I want to say that. <laughs> um, and second, it's, this kind of coverage is fine, but it's just you cannot. It is too rich to not go contrast between what they right. were doing. And now, the Mario also- Kart thing, the scrunchie would be a scandal. The Mario Kart thing would be a scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, him with the German Shepherds, which wouldn't be allowed under Trump. That is totally Hitler Eagle's nest. That would be a scandal. And the media would find a thousand things wrong about them. Mm-hmm. The pedigree of the dogs. One dog, did one of these dogs bite somebody? Are these a callback, a wink, wink, nod, nod to Nazism? And they would get this fervor going, create these storm clouds, mm-hmm. And then complain about the anxiety in the country. How do we take down the temperature? And now they're talking about Mario Kart and crunch, scrunchies, and they're saying, you notice with Biden, the temperature's down now? <laughs> like, yeah, a-hole, jackasses joke, Scarborough would say, because you didn't start a freaking fire. Right. You know? Right. Uh, in other Biden news, um, he puts, sometimes he likes a fire in the Oval Office. There's a fireplace in there. And sometimes, get this, I just love him, sometimes he even puts his own log on the fire if the fire is going down. I saw that too. Is that relatable or what? I saw that too. And I do like that he does use the fireplace. And it it does also increase the chances of him burning the entire executive mansion down with no casualties, which would be interesting. Um, And um, and, uh, so I I don't mind that he uses the fireplace. I like the thoughtful uh, piece about how he tends to go to bed on the early side. He's going to bed (laughs) on the early side. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, I bet he does too. The, the, The fact that he's constantly cold and needs a an inferno in the fireplace and nods off you know around 4 p.m we are not surprised by this <coughs> i saw him out there shuffling around the candy hearts with dr jill and her scrunchie over the weekend and he ain't overly young oh man i like <coughs> i shouldn't really be laughing because it is sad but i like i can't believe his family's doing this to him like shoving him out there like doesn't dr jill like shouldn't she feel a little weird about parading him around like this when he's like clearly you know what alice some of the trappings i think of um the presidency are really really good Mm. so um i don't know what you want yeah but it's a sad state of affairs because i almost for a second before i noticed it was from the babylon b believed a babylon b story because um I was like looking at all this various Biden coverage and going like, oh my God, have they really all lost their minds? Like that they're covering him this way about him putting a log on the fire and whatever. And then I saw a Babylon Bee headline that was like, 
the moment we didn't know we needed, Biden picks up his own dog poop from Champ. <laughs> and it was from the Babylon Bee, but I had to do a double take before I noticed it was from the Babylon Bee because that's a sad thing is it's really not that Let far me tell you one thing. That's a very good from point. the actual news coverage. So there's somebody in the grounds who has to pick that up. If that was Trump's dog, you would know all about that person who was made to put the, pick that up. Right. If it was a person of color, you would really know all about that person. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe it was, from what you're saying that maybe it wasn't a mistake for Trump not to have a dog. It was refreshing for him not to have a dog because it just shows just he wasn't into that BS. He had no time for dogs. He doesn't find them productive. He finds them <laughs> dirty in the way and not. I mean, we have uh, well. I, mean, I don't want to use my dogs because I'm I have an icy relationship with them. And actually, you got bit by one today, Alice. Would you like to tell the people? Um, no. Okay. Okay. It's a sensitive subject. Is it really? Pepper nipped me. My feelings are hurt. Uh, it looked like uh, that she was sending a message. Mm. She was sending the message that she didn't want to go in the kitchen because I was putting her in the kitchen because she'd been going through trash cans looking for dirty diapers. So I went to bring Pepper back to the kitchen and I grabbed her collar and she bit me because I was... Yep. That's why I tell preventing you, we need, we her need the from living the good back. life, preventing her from living the good life that she wants to live, eating our trash. We need the training so, collar back. Yeah, but I'm sad. My feelings are hurt. I was thinking maybe we should sign her up for a training program, honey. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, I no, I have no comment on <laughs> advice of my attorney. I have no comment. All right, Alice, are we ready to cook this up and go ahead to Taco Tuesday? Or you got something else? Um, let me just make sure. Feels like we're missing something. It's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I feel like we missed something to talk about that we were going to talk about, but maybe we didn't. Maybe that was it. Oh, I know. I know. Um, the Lincoln Project. This is what I wanted to talk about. So Amanda Becker, the reporter from the 19th News about women at the intersection of politics and equality or whatever, um, (coughs) who Steve Schmidt had outed, uh, her private messages with people from his company that he shouldn't have had access to. Um, she has come out with her story and she has um, four sources that confirmed that Steve Schmidt in particular and other leadership in general knew about John Weaver's predations on young men <laughs> as early as last March. That seems like it's March is earlier than January, which is what he's what he said he learned about them originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like that. Too. Huh. So. Wow, it's as if they were just profiteering regardless of their predatory uh, actions of one of their business partners. It seems odd. It seems <laughs> odd. Um, but, you know, um, I'm sure we'll we find love, out more we from love, the results of the independent investigation. We love negative Lincoln Project uh, news. We love you guys, too, by the way. Thank you very much for listening. Please do leave a a five-star rating if you can if you don't have to i hate when people ask for this but if you don't have to you don't have to i don't even know if it matters does it matter i think it probably matters i don't know okay and uh in a review if you can we have all our cool merch which is good stuff i mean we the stuff that sucked we got rid of the 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 mugs but uh i really think the shirts are cool and there are a couple of new ones on there which which are the new ones again crazy anxious beyonce's husband you get it i made that up by the Mm -hmm. way I'll sign that, by the way, if I see you somewhere. Um, and um, also up on the website uh, is merch for the Higher Green Jobs Festival, which is um, going to happen really soon, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Actually, like the green we gotta, jobs we, are going to happen. Really that's soon. something that we need to follow every week on updates on that stuff. And remind me yeah. too. I should. Get yeah, that and by that. the way, speaking of green jobs, uh, Texas still has no power, which is actually, I mean, there's like a humanitarian crisis unfolding in the middle of this country right now. It's not just Texas; it's all across. Yeah. And it's actually, to be totally fair, it's not just the green energy that's failing. It's also their coal plants are failing and their uh, their nuclear power plants are failing. So there's there's a host of things that are failing that are not designed to cope with these temperatures. That yeah, that sucks. If you're right if you're one of those people who's had your power knocked out and you're freezing right now, that sucks. Sorry about that. But yeah, it's that. like 18 degrees in the daytime. Yeah. Do you need right us to now? get the the message out or any uh, resources, or whatever? We're yeah, happy it's to do uh, it. pretty bad in Texas. There have been a bunch of people that have died of carbon monoxide poisoning, very yeah. sadly, because they've been trying to use other things, like That's sitting classic, in the car in the, in the garage to warm up or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's 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 really bad. It's terrible. So you know, prayers for all those people that are suffering through that. That is. An awful, awful situation right now, um, and I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more. Anson, just move that camera again. You need it's to okay. It's okay. <sighs> In any case, uh, you can talk to us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can send us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. That's uh, Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. That's the channel. You can subscribe there or wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can leave comments and reviews and give the videos a thumbs up, all those good things. Say la vie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.